0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, y'all. 7 rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Okay, so Alabama and Georgia are the only good teams in college football. Surprise, surprise. Is Ira Paul, a.k.a. Lexington Bob, formerly known as Pig Suey Paul, but he's dead. And with me, as always, is AJ, the team up north might actually be relevant, Marchese. Uh Yeah, like I've been saying all year, they're going to win the national championship. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who flourished and who needs to be nourished in week five of college football. Let's hit
0: it. Going up Who's going to ban it on draft day? Who's going to wager future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together.
1: Let's go seven
0: rounds forever.
1: And that's a song. Hockey season's back. You know what that means. AJ's launching a new Spotify green room to tackle all the latest issues in the NHL. Specifically, like, is the preseason too short, AJ?
0: Uh, Yeah, it is. They need more games to get warm. Look, if ice. It's cold.
1: You need more time on it to warm up. So listen to AJ's live, audio-only, sports talk Spotify Greenroom, because that's what they all are on Spotify Greenroom, which is free to download and to use, where you can talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news like, will Richie get a third goal in this Leafs preseason game? Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is create a profile, Link your Twitter, join the group. You'll get notified when Spotify Green Rooms go live. And that's right, you can download this app for free in the iOS App Store. Come with your coldest takes, because it's hockey. Get it? Ice cold. Ice cold. You know who was ice cold in week five of the college football season? Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I gave up on them. But Lexington's back, baby. Lexington's a football town again.
0: I like sure that I said we have, like, the loser's bracket immediately where Arkansas plays Ole Miss
1: this week. I know. It's so weird. I love it. Uh, the, okay. Last week, there was a ton of hype going into week four – or, sorry, week five for the slate of games. I don't think it lived up to it at all, right? No,
0: obviously not because – Arky got blown out, and I mean, Ole Miss kind of made it look decent,
1: but not really. It was not, yeah. Like it was 42-14 in the final seconds. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati. It felt like they were never going to lose, even though, again, it was a closer game, 24-13 over Notre Dame. That to to me, the best games are Stanford's upset of Oregon, but I don't think anyone was watching that until the final bit. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. In Kentucky, Florida.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that I don't even know if that was overly it was a weird week. Great either, yeah, it was a weird week.
1: Like I mean, even like like Texas A and M lost to Mississippi State. Nobody cares because Tammy's out of it at this point. Fresno State fell to Hawaii. Like UCLA lost in the late game to ASU. Um, I mean, I know Orgeron's on the hot seat after that Auburn loss, but I mean Bo Nix has arrived. But hey, yeah, the, the I think. The week overall was kind of weak, even though it was supposed to be amazing. And But this week, I think week six is set up to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I think I heard? It was that no big
0: Saturday night game.
1: Well, guess what? Let me tell you something about week six. It also doesn't have a big Saturday night game. Uh,
0: let me tell you something about week six. It has a big Saturday night game. Michigan at Nebraska.
1: Well, I mean, Nebraska's on that hot streak. So how are you feeling?
0: i very I already told you they're, they're going to the like, playoffs, they're winning the national championship game.
1: Uh obviously the big the the week six big game was supposed to be Alabama Texas AM. Yeah. But like now that's irrelevant. Utah USC's the Fox game and then yeah, Michigan Nebraska's the ABC game.
0: That that four o'clock, I don't know why Penn State and Iowa is a four o'clock kickoff. I know. Maybe they think it's America's game of the week, whether it's starting at four twenty five or what?
1: I don't know, AJ, but I'm excited for a good week of football, because uh, every week's a good week of football, when you're a friend of Seven Rounds in Heaven, and all you have to do to become a friend of Seven Rounds in Heaven is Venmo AJ $100.
0: Okay, yeah, and then I'll officially declare you as a friend. Every time we've said, like, a, named a player as a friend of the show, they paid us to say that. Yep. Quint Miners,
1: actually, it was just half his contract. Yeah, I
0: believe, <laughs> I believe so.
1: Uh Okay. Week five superlatives best freshman where are you going who caught your eye in the freshman
0: i have a flight? lot of freshmen and and you know what I'm thinking now this might be this is probably totally empirical but I I feel like there's less freshmen playing this year especially in big spots just because uh, we got all the super seniors
1: I think A you're correct B I think. Like, we're still, we're, we're only a month into the season. Yeah. Right? It's going to, it's, it generally it takes time. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I, th- I think both those are reasons as to why. Um, and, and yeah, the best teams aren't playing very many freshmen, and we're generally watching the best teams.
0: Yeah. And hey, but the best team did place a freshman a little bit. He got in on the action. They mixed them in finally. J.J. McCarthy, Hubie won. Uh, in a couple of years, Play, played a little bit for Michigan, looked good, man. One attempt, one completion. It went 56 yards for a touchdown. Beautiful deep ball uh, to Baldwin. That was sick. They're mixing him in on the run. He got a touchdown run on a QB sneak. A couple other carries for seven yards total. J.J. McCarthy, best freshman this week. I respect that.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the <laughs> son of a CFL legend. Oh yeah, the son of Arland Bruce the <laughs> third, and his son is Arlen Bruce the fourth, who actually had a big impact. So we thought that Missouri-Iowa game would be a little better um, than it ended up being. Obviously, Tolia Valoa really collapsed, um, but the Iowa stud has arrived. He was playing a ton. Yeah. He's sick. He uh, he uh, he ended up with six catches, forty three yards, and touchdown. But he looked good against Maryland. And um, yeah, his dad's one of the best CFL receivers from my childhood. He's he was always like, was he always up to antics too, Arlen Bruce? Yeah, he's always fun. You, you know who I always thought uh, he reminded me of, just in terms of like kind of the talent and the antics, is Andre Risen. <laughs> he, he's he's the bad moon of the CFL. Exactly. Um, I'll, I'll give you a more dominant freshman performance, though. Impossible. How about Georgia redshirts freshman center, Cendric Van Pran, who absolutely dominated the point of attack for that Georgia offensive line against Arkansas? And that, we know that Arkansas front seven is talented. Mm-hmm. He was moving John Ridgeway around. Um, and I, I didn't know much about him heading in. And. The, the ground game I mean with Stetson Bennett it didn't even matter at quarterback because they just pounded the rock and Van Pran was moving he's 6'4", 3'10", he's a former top 100 national recruit this guy's going to be uh, an NFL an NFL dude to watch out for probably as soon as next year
0: uh, yeah that's fair I feel like Georgia underclassmen, offensive linemen are always hyped as hell and then they'll get to like the senior and they're like a 5th round pick I don't know why I'm not saying he's going to be that. Not That's my boy. Not, him. not my
1: boy, said Van. <laughs> no, not it's him. That's that dude. Okay, you want to jump to sophomores? I, I think there's a lot more sophomores.
0: Yeah, no, I had to cut myself off. But it's a lot of, like, uh, usual suspects for me at sophomore.
1: Who who, who stood out? I mean, who? who I mean, B. Robinson is... You can write his name in, in marker here each week. Yeah, I, I put him at the top of the list. I mean...
0: Just a massive. Put game. Him just yeah, him. no, but he was especially good this week. Like he carried the Longhorns to the win. Uh, Thirty-five carries, literally carried them to the win. Two hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns. A little less through the air than usual. Two catches for twenty-two yards. But he, I'm always so impressed on how he looks running routes. He looks like a big slot out there, just making NFL level wide receiver cuts. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, and honestly, just specifically, I loved his like last couple carries at the end of the game. When uh, Texas needed a couple first downs to milk the clock and end the game, and he just refused to go down. He kept churning his feet, pushing the pile, just big boy running, and it was really fucking impressive. Because I don't know, I got the feeling TCU was going to get the ball back, and Bijan just kept going and going and going, and picked up uh, two first downs, like with like multiple ten yard runs, and it was pretty crazy. And,
1: and on the, on the other side, of that I didn't I didn't get eyes on TCU Texas. How Zach Evans look?
0: I was gonna name him here too, not as flashy, but had a really good game again. Fifteen carries, a buck thirteen, a touchdown, couple catches, eleven yards. Um, no, he looked really good too. And I said, said to you guys, uh, to the, to the group chat. I think Texas is back, the state of Texas, that is, as uh, the the running back state. Like every school there has a good running back. Obviously Spiller, Bijan, Evans, uh, Ulysses at, at SMU. Um, uh, what's his face? Sincere McCormick. Like every school, like has a. The North Texas running back is fun. Like, every school's got a really good running back right now.
1: Love it. Um, Okay. You, you, You handled the running backs from Texas. I'll handle the interior defensive linemen from the two best programs in the country, Alabama and Georgia. On paper, Jalen Carter for Georgia and Tim Smith from Alabama didn't have massive games, but... Their their impact goes far beyond uh, the the box score. I thought I thought Jalen Carter was unblockable for Georgia uh, against Arkansas, and then when I looked up his stats in the game, he had one tackle. I was I was shocked because it, it, the whole Georgia defensive line dominated uh, yeah. the Arkansas offensive line, but he especially um, in terms of pass rush, I thought he he looked fantastic so agile and he's wearing number 88 which i hated for a defensive tackle <laughs> but he looked so, so explosive and so agile in, in uh, laterally too in, in space uh and then for T- tim smith at alabama he looks like the next future d- and i i heard um a lot of hype about him entering the year how they, they like him more than some of their upperclassmen um and he, him just getting in the rotation he is so freaking powerful he was, uh, that old Miss offensive line isn't bad. Like, there's multiple prospects on the offensive yeah. line. More on that later. But he was just standing dudes up and, and uh, taking up all the space in the world. I thought he looked great as a run defender. Sticking to
0: Alabama, Will Anderson had another fucking studly performance for them.
1: I, I, I think you could. Uh, it's crazy because Alabama, I was thinking about this while I was watching. Tim Smith on the D-line. Drew Sanders at linebacker. Will Anderson at Edge, and uh, Malachi Moore at DB. All four of them are true sophomores. All four of them could be here this week.
0: Yeah, and then obviously you mix in the fucking upperclassmen that are still really good. Yeah, but didn't 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 Kiffin say like Anderson's going to go first in the draft or something like that? I think after the game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he was he was so. he was all over the place. A sack, a couple of TFLs, a couple of hurries. He's already so good against the run. I feel like nine tackles. Yeah, no, I mean he's
1: he's gonna be up there for sure, uh, next this time next year. Um, I'll, I'll throw another SEC playmaker at you, Keishon Bude, for LSU, who could go here every week with Bijan Robinson. Um, most of his damage came in the first half against Auburn. He had that one touchdown down the sideline where I I still don't know how Max Johnson fitted in there, nor how Bude tracked it. Uh, but he finished for 6-for-1 and 27 in the score against the Tigers. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, he's going to be a first-round pick. It's, it's, that's the way it's trending, at least.
0: Uh, you speak of a first-round pick, I'll give you tight end one. Michael Mayer, I went back to the well here again. 8-catches, 93 yards, really the only thing on Notre Dame's offense. Uh, that first drive, we ran the slot route on 4th and ten, which I couldn't believe they were going for it, 4th and ten on the first drive. And uh, he looked like a real wide receiver out of the slot and just ran a little out and uh, it was fucking crisp as hell. And it, sometimes it's like, it's not like he's explosive or, or fa- like overly fast or anything. He's just like really smooth for his size. And obviously he was the go-to guy against a really good defense they lost. And at the end of the game, he was playing on one leg and they were still forcing the ball to him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's baby Gronk. You're right, Rob. He's, got, he's, even, he's even got the, the banged up run towards the end of the game like Gronk does.
1: Uh, I'll throw one more. Tarheeb still, the Maryland corner, I thought he looked really good, especially early against Iowa when Maryland was still in that game. He had, uh, on in the first like quarter, I think, he mm-hmm. had two pass breakups and uh, another play where they threw a wheel route to the running back, and he just had perfect coverage, so it was a no-go. Um, but one of the pass breakups came covering a wide out on an out route, and the other came uh, uh, covering a tight end, and I just thought he was showing a ton of coverage versatility. Weekday warrior, I assume we're talking more from that ball game. Yeah. So the obvious one, I knew you would put it uh, too, Dante Dimas Jr. Um, who was looking great against Iowa, and that 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 was when he got hurt. It was really when it, it the game. Yeah, the game flipped. One hundred percent. He had four four catches for sixty one yards before he got hurt, uh, and then obviously he had his 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 leg um, get kind of crumbled up on and got carted off air casted obviously he's done for the season and we saw him out with, uh all what was it i'll be back i'll be back yeah yeah so one of our favorite senior prospects here and uh seemingly returning to maryland but yeah that freaking sucked because god he is so good it really sucked and like
0: you said th- his injury completely flipped the ball game it was tight uh he was just like going like posting in on them all day and it was easy money for for Tolua um and then once he got hurt on on the return it it just it just ended all momentum that Maryland had and it was a runaway fucking within 10 minutes of that injury it was pretty ridiculous and I'll I'll flip to some Hawkeyes I'll give I'll give one offense one defense for the Hawkeyes I thought an offense Tyler Goodson he's not like super flashy, he he, he looks really good uh, receiving catching the ball. Um, had touchdowns.
1: I, I actually ended up putting him for shooting up the board.
0: Yeah, no, I think he deserves it. He's like, he's got an interesting frame. Like I think, like I, honestly, I think he's gonna be a really solid RB too. Is what I came away with after watching that game.
1: You know what I thought? I thought he reminded me a lot of James White. That's interesting. He's a little like he's a little yeah, I guess. Cause what, what's he's, not he's kind what? of he's hey, not the biggest guy, but he's got a little he's he's short, but he's got some
0: squattiness
1: to him. You, you know what I feel like yeah. it
0: is? He's like kind of like top heavy, where he's got like a lo- lean lower body, but like a a wide upper body. Like like yeah, he's got a funny build.
1: And uh, he looked good, obviously, in space. He had the the big touchdown mm-hmm. catch and run touchdown. Um, yeah, he's a competent pass catcher, and I, I I don't know. I just he looks like a future satellite back.
0: Yeah, like just sees the holes, hit it. Like, And it's not like he can't run between the tackles either because he does it a lot for them, too. So, yeah. like, I think, like, yeah, like uh, that, like RB2, like, I don't know, who's a good example? Like, 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 I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but guy who, like, maybe like Jamal Williams, even though they're not the same football player, but where you use him in passing downs, but you can run between the tackles, too.
1: Yeah. Um, another obvious weekday warrior for me was coming out of that Virginia Miami game, Keeton Thompson. Who's just listed as football player on the Virginia <laughs> Cavs roster? Because uh, a former Mississippi State quarterback, one, this man doesn't wear the uh, he wears number ninety nine. Two, he plays like Wildcat quarterback. He's technically the backup quarterback. He plays wide receiver. He had a big run uh, against Miami. He finished with uh, 47 rushing yards on three carries. He had four catches, 55 yards. After the game, Bronco Mendenhall just said, "He is UVA football." I freaking <laughs> love
0: him. Yeah, he was a lot of fun in that game. That was actually pretty fun.
1: Yes, It had that Dontavian Wicks, my guy, had that insane touchdown. He right? did. That was that was unreal. I,
0: I honestly, I don't think it should count. Not that it wasn't a catch. It's just it's just too weird. Too weird. It shouldn't count.
1: Hear me out on Keaton Thompson. Someone's going to, maybe not draft him, but he's going to be in a camp doing some weird stuff. Like, this is the Taysom Hill. Yeah,
0: you calling it right now? It's Taysom?
1: Yeah, this is this year's Taysom Hill. Sean Payton's drafting him in the fourth round.
0: Uh, I'll throw one more name out there. The, the Iowa defense. I, I thought Jack Campbell played a really good game. Not like a super flashy game. Only had three tackles, which is... he. Had- low for yeah, him he
1: that pass breakup that led to the pick yeah exactly that's i that thought that great. that pbu
0: was just such a great play and like even if it didn't lead to an interception um it was the first one too uh that was still just a great pbu and it was just double added that that it got picked off too i thought that was really impressive play
1: yeah we we haven't really talked about him much but he's had a great year so yeah. far
0: yeah i feel like this i know it wasn't a huge game but that blow was really impressive so i, I got hawkeyes listed here
1: well, we we'll probably have a lot more next week too when uh, they they roll through Penn State. Amen. Um, who's your best offensive prospect this week?
0: It's called a segue for a reason, baby. I didn't have a clear cut guy, so I went with Tyler Linderbaum. He's just again looking like a fucking stud. Uh, the the reach blocks he was making against Maryland were pretty fucking silly. Just the athleticism you see on every snap from him is pretty unreal. And uh, I don't know, like like I saw, I think there was one play that like, was outside and like. He made one block. He's already outside the tackles. Like make another block, uh, climb. It's just pretty silly. He's he's kind of unreal at this point right now.
1: Um, I'm going with an offensive lineman as well. I'm going with Evan Neal, uh, Alabama left tackle, who helped bulldoze uh, Alabama to 241 yeah. rushing yards against Ole Miss. Um, he nobody could do anything against him, even when he didn't look fundamentally clean at times in that game. Uh, in terms of his feet and getting to landmarks, he like he is such a massive human being and mm-hmm. such an athlete that it didn't matter. Um, he lo- he he would just lock everybody. Like nobody did anything against him. It, it was pretty ridiculous. Like you wouldn't notice him if you like. I, I I on the rewatch, I just stared at him the whole time, basically, and it was it was a joke. Like it didn't seem fair. It was crazy. What he does, like. His his combination of length, power, and athleticism is ridiculous. Um, he's the top tackle in the country for a reason. You think he's going to be the first pick in the draft? It, it's trending that way. I mean, obviously, it depends who has the pick. But um, If Jacksonville has the like pick. This cor- yeah, like, if Jacksonville has the pick, like, unless, unless Detroit has the pick, pretty much everyone there could use him. Lion's going to take Thibodeau, though. They got Jared Goff. There you go. There you go.
0: Speaking uh, of people from Michigan, uh, <laughs> my best defensive player, uh, I won Sauce Gardner. And it wasn't like a fucking big, flashy game. He only had two tackles. Did have the interception. That was just incredibly easy for him because Jack Cohen, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Getting hit, fading away through right to him uh, in the red zone. Uh, but he was there. But. I just thought he's just shutting shit down. Opposite, uh, they, whoever was, opposite of him. Yeah, go ahead.
1: For for a bit, there they weren't even like um, they weren't even looking at him.
0: No, no, they were not going at him. Like to the point that they, like they really only went af, uh, after Kobe Bryant. That's his name, right? Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew the name, and then when I said it aloud, I put it together. I'm like, wait, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they, for real, they just stopped. They just stopped going at him. And you know, I I, I honestly, honestly I really wanted to see Sauce just follow Michael Mayer. I thought that would have been so much fun and just like a great game plan. They didn't have to do it though, uh, but no, he just he just shut down.
1: And like so- Sauce had that, the, there was that one, um, not the interception, but on a different. I can't remember who he was covering, but they ran a crossing route, mm-hmm. and he baited he baited Cone to the, like I think it might, actually Pine might have been in this point. Yeah, but he. He like baited it so it looked like it should be kind of a easy throw, and then once the ball was released, like it was ridiculous how easy it was. Like he he had the the um inside hand on the hip and just ball in front or hand in front, break up pass, easy money sauce doing sauce. I knew you'd pick him for uh, he's got defensive, so
0: he's got really impressive um recovery speed and it's. Recovery speed might not even be the right word because he's he's baiting it, and you see him doing this every week. Like he was doing it against Indiana too, where like I feel like he gets bored to a point. He's like, "All right, I want another pick," and he just leaves a sliver of hope and uh, and shuts it down. Yeah, like
1: yeah. Avery
0: Davis has been pretty like big for um for Notre Dame, and he he didn't really do anything against him at all.
1: Um, so I knew you pick him. I, I I put him for shooting up the board, uh, but. I'm with Jordan Davis. from a, I'm, I'm keeping it all SEC, baby. uh Jordan Davis is my best defensive prospect, who could have gone for a play-the-box score as well because yeah. against Arkansas, just on paper, just two tackles. But they could not run the ball. He dominated Ricky Stromberg. He sat down, ate up space. And then there was multiple times where he'd slip a block and chase down uh a play uh, and, like, forces it to be stretched out. And sometimes he'd make the play, and sometimes because he, he was doing that, other guys would. Uh, there was one play where I couldn't believe he um, he kind of shot a gap on it, which I think was an inside zone run, and because he shot the gap, the running back bounced it, and Jordan Davis just chased him down. He's 6'6", 3, 340 doing that. Um, he he's a nose tackle that, like seeing what Vita Vea is doing on Sundays. Teams getting, are gonna fall for getting no Davis. stats. Yeah, all right, whatever uh yeah they,
0: they gotta start making my, like my... sack assists because like he, multiple times he just blew up the entire left side of the line and then and joe trying shoyanka just easy clean up sacks like
1: <laughs> yeah okay who's who's your uh top shooting up the board this week we've already uh, named two of my five
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna stick in that game and stick with a guy that i could have easily put for Play the boxer I'll, I'll go with my J sanders who yeah, we know Notre Dame isn't trotting out the usual Notre Dame offensive line, but I thought
1: uh, he was... I did I did put him for a play-the-box score.
0: Yeah, I, I put someone else who could have been best defensive prospect, so I'm just rotating guys this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but again, he was terrific. Um, three tackles, a TFL, a pass defense, a couple of hurries. Uh, Cone's second interception was directly a result of J. Sanders blowing him up as he released it. So credit to him for that pick, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think it just it felt like he was constantly harassing whatever Notre Dame quarterback had out there and it was just it was a really impressive game. And yeah. I, I mean I didn't he, I didn't focus on my J like through the first couple weeks, but I thought he started a little slow and uh he shut me up, so
1: This is my second time for putting him for a play the box score. Um and he also looked really good against the run for Notre Dame, sitting mm-hmm. the that that was a big takeaway for me, he was, I mean, their left tackle was getting cooked by whoever was up against him, but yeah. he was cooked the right tackle, too. You saw some speed to power. You saw um, a nice swim move at times. And then, yeah, just I thought the power at the point was kind of something he needed to improve on, and he really did against yeah. Notre Dame. Um I'll stick on the defensive side of the ball. I'll go with N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker for mm-hmm. Georgia, who is one of the best blitzing linebackers I have seen. Yep. Yeah. He had, he had one and a half sacks against Arkansas, and just the combination of timing and just ferocity, and he's not a big guy. He's like 220, six foot 220. Uh but he just plays with his hair on fire. And obviously the concern with him is length, size and length, but he, he is such an impressive downhill athlete, and he is so explosive, and just everything's a, a car crash with him. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the country, and he was just terrorizing KJ Jefferson. Yeah, I mean,
0: watching him explode like that on blitzes, it, it's it's hard not to think of Roquan Smith, right? Yes, I like that because I mean, I'm not saying it's a comp, but you know, similar size, off the same school, and that that skill set, it just it, it's very similar. I, I mean, the Bears feel I feel like the Bears haven't done it as much with him, but at Georgia, they they always had that perfectly timed roquan smith blitz yeah. and it blew shit up speaking of perfectly timed blitzes rob uh i'm gonna put Daxon hill shooting up the board who we haven't talked too much about this year but both of us loved in the summer um it, it wasn't a rocky start but i thought it was a really interesting game from dax hill where like uh dk for wisconsin got him on a slot fade uh for the touchdown right before the half uh right before that Daxon had him like he's just manning up against dk and um he had him like really tight coverage, but DK made the tough catch on the sideline right before that. We go to the second half and like outside of that Hill was just all over the place it felt like for the Michigan defense. Uh he blitzed perfectly on the first drive of the third quarter and that just laid Grahamberts out, literally breaking his ribs or whatever and sending him out of the game. Uh it was beautiful, perfectly fucking struck hit right in the side. A teaching tape for for a for a blitzing DB, I would say. Um then he got his revenge on, on DK, had a PBU on him on a deep out on third down. Really nice play. And then topped it off with a great play for the interception. Where he was just sitting on the underneath route. Uh, he read Wolf's eyes and dropped off to make the leaping interception. Uh, really flashy game. Really impressive game. Um, and it started with a... Like, he wasn't in bad coverage, actually, on the touchdown. merch, merch threw a
1: really nice ball, and DK ran a nice route. So I think he, he had a really impressive game overall. It's it's funny that when you have a Michigan guy, you spend like ten minutes talking about him. He had a flashy game. That's all. That's it. I, I made a lot of notes. All right. Say that shit about Chris Olave when he cooks him next next. Did uh, next
0: <laughs> Chris Olave two yeah, catches next. for twelve yards against Tulsa?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Go check what he did against Rutgers. That's your favorite <laughs> program. Yeah. Uh, got... I'll stick. I'll stick at DB. Um, you love long corners. How about Nick Grant at Virginia, who? broke up three passes against Miami. He's a 6'3" corner. He also was playing like some dime linebacker. Had a huge run stuff on uh I think I think it was a fourth and short. Um he physical, long, rangy. Uh he he's had a kind of a bit of an up and down career at Virginia, but he has the intangibles that the the modern NFL loves that corner. Physical and long, uh, and, and does a really good job locating and finding ball in phase. Um, I, I think he's going to be a guy at the Senior Bowl. Speaking of physical DBs that played on a weeknight,
0: I put Riley Moss here, who six uh, one, almost two hundred, had the pick, um, five tackles, had a really nice TFL, just a great play on uh, Tulu's running, knocking the, just knifing down off the block, making the tackle was great. He's a good athlete. Like he's I think he's like he was like a sneaky high school sprinter good, right? and stuff. Yeah. Sorry?
1: Sneaky good athlete?
0: Yeah, he's a sneaky good athlete. <laughs> is your pro comp Jason Seahorn? My pro comp is Jason Seahorn or uh Troy Apke, you choose. Uh next level though, I, I feel like he could kind of play anywhere in the secondary. I mean I lean moving him off corner because he's not allowed to. But at Nickel or safety, I think I think you're gonna get an interesting ball
1: player. And he's balling out for this Iowa defense right now. Okay, my final, because we already hit Goods and we already hit Sauce. Uh, I put James Cook here. I, I still think he's be- the best running back at Georgia. Um, both him and Zemir White played uh, well against Arkansas. Uh, but Cook was just ripping off explosive run after explosive run. He yeah. just is such an agile and, and twitchy back. And they didn't even get him. I think his the best thing about him is what he does as a pass catcher. And they didn't even, because they could barely throw the ball. They didn't even get him involved in that that part of the, of the game. But... Uh, in a running back class that doesn't look too great, James Cook's gonna be a, a guy, especially because he. Sh- I hope he's at the senior bowl. Um, he he should be a, a guy everyone wants on their team.
0: Yeah, I think I think he get there, and they're they're definitely saving the, the passing aspect for when they need it against Alabama. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you hit my couple Georgia guys too. I'll throw one last name out there. Going back to Cincy, Alec Pierce, who I kind of liked in the summer, I had a big game for the Bearcats. Six catches, a buck forty four. He just kept getting open deep. Stacking the D B, uh Ritter hitting him. It's impressive. I, I like I like Pierce as that like deep threat jump ball kinda of guy. He's a fun dude. Like maybe he gets I mean Ben Skoranek is still on a roster, speaking of Notre Dame. Uh, so I think Alec Pierce can be on a roster this time next year.
1: Uh respect. Ben Skronik comp, nice. Um, (laughs) You love white white skill position players. Um, Okay, moving to sliding down the board. I'm going to start. I've mentioned the senior bowl a couple times here. So I'm going to start with sliding down the board with, in quotation, senior QBs because they're not all technically seniors, but they all would have been or are going to be eligible as senior bowl quarterbacks. This is not a great crop. And they haven't looked very good. And the quarterback class in general hasn't looked good. But I've been thinking because Dame Brugler put together an article last week. And it it was kind of highlighting that on average, I think there's eight senior quarterbacks drafted each year. And um, he was going through who the possibilities could be for those eight. Um, And outside of Kenny Pickett, who's really helping himself... Some of the guys he was naming have not been great. Uh, I I'll just go through a couple here. Jack Cohn, who looked horrible against Cincinnati, and Drew Pine, I think, is potentially going to take his job. Uh, Anthony Brown looked really poor. Yeah. Against Stanford, uh, Michael Penix Jr.'s had and is hurt again. Nightmare. Against Penn State, was once again horrible. Even in a victory, in a couple of weeks ago. We were trying to tie ourselves to Will Levis, the Will Levis train, because we'll take anything at this point. He didn't play well against Florida either. No. Um, Like, he's a fun college quarterback, but yeah, I I think that the the draft stock thing's coming on. And I don't think Desmond Ritter played very well against Notre Dame. I know statistically, 297, two scores, 9.3 yards per attempt. He missed so many throws. Uh, I just thought he played poorly, and I, I don't know I don't know w- what we're thinking with this uh, who we're gonna get at the Senior Bowl, but these these quarterbacks are all not good. Yeah, uh, Jim Nagy. Speaking of, he tweeted out today saying how great Kenny
0: Pickett's been, how great Desmond Ritter's been, and how great uh, Malik Willis has been. So I think you can pencil
1: those three in for the Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, know- Mal- Mal- sorry, I should have said um, in-, in Dame Brugler's article he said. Willis obviously is a lock to get drafted, and Ritter's the other lock. And then he went through the the six kind of up next guys, and P- Pickett was the top one, and rightfully so, given what he's done. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what we're going to be looking at here. In, it's with this. Senior it's game. not
0: a great sign that in the year of the super senior, it's it's bad for senior quarterbacks.
1: I know, but also at the same time, we're saying this now, and yeah. there's never actually that many great quarterbacks at the senior role. And as long as Malik Willis is there, I think I'll be happy. Yeah, no, uh, no,
0: that's that's fair. And I mean, Kenny Pickett will will have the Nathan Peterman week and get himself drafted in the fourth round. And... <laughs> yeah. Ritter Ritter will be interesting. Uh, okay, let's let's take a quarterback. I don't know where you wanted to talk about Matt Corral, but I'm bringing him up. I here. think he played,
1: I, I I put Matt Corral for oh, played the box score because I don't think he is the reason that they lost Alabama, and I he didn't. He didn't really, he did the most he could with what he had. It was kind of my takeaway. A couple drops too. I think he's still on, he's still in a completing 72% of his throws. He had, I think three drops in the fourth quarter. Um, didn't turn the ball over. Offensive line was horrible. I actually yeah. put Nick Ben Brown and Nick Broker both M- here me too. Uh, for sliding down the board. Um, and and all, even more so for how, how little they did as run blockers. Um, Yeah. Ole Miss could not run the ball. So, like, I I don't –
0: like, I I just put him – I didn't really put him here. I just wanted to see where we could talk about him because I didn't have a natural fit for him. Um, I wouldn't have put him personally if I outplayed the box score. But he didn't turn the ball over. And I think that – again, like, like I agree with everything you just said. He wasn't the reason they lost. Period. I almost feel like that's a win when they got blown out like that. Um, He definitely wasn't particularly great – or anything. Um, but the game was away from them early. I mean, those fourth downs, they were... I don't mind going for it at all, but the play calls were really bad. I feel like every single time it was just zone read and they went up the middle. It was it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was particularly great. I'm not really saying he's sliding down. Just when I wanted, I hoped, to see some big special game from Corral. He, he didn't deliver. But I, I'm not blaming him. I'm just... Blaming myself for for uh, getting excited about th- that game.
1: I, I didn't put him anywhere, but like Dontario Drummond too didn't. Like, yeah. didn't show up. I agree. I I did put Jerry
0: on Ely here for sliding down. Um, again, disaster of an offensive line this week. Nine carries, sixteen yards, but he hasn't been impressive to me at all this season. No, I think you're right. I think he had the, he had 100 yards against Tulane, and other than that, he's like, I don't know. It's, I, I this may be just from me looking at the numbers, but I think he's like hovering around like f- I don't know. Four and a half per carry, maybe, which isn't what you want to see from an SEC back. You know, going through a uh, you know an early season schedule. I, I, yeah, it
1: hasn't been impressive to me. Do you have any other Ole Miss uh, players
0: here? While while we get them out in the garbage. No,
1: I was gonna move to the Arkansas Georgia group. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, and it's all trench players from Arkansas for me. I already mentioned John Ridgway got absolutely dominated by Cedric Van Praan. Um, I'll I'll go with Trey Williams too, who. A week after putting himself on the scene,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really did nothing against Georgia. Uh, he got called on an offside. I didn't see very much from him in terms of uh, pass rush toolbox. It when is it, like because his athleticism wasn't getting the, the job done, and there wasn't a lot there for him. Yeah. Um, in other side of the ball, Ricky Stromberg, who I kind of already mentioned as well, and that Arkansas offensive line in general, uh, they got their teeth kicked in by the Georgia D line.
0: Yeah, and I feel like – I mean, fuck. I can't wait to see that
1: Georgia defense against Alabama off the line and
0: vice versa, no, too. This,
1: this Georgia defense is so fun, specifically the front seven. Like, it's dominant. They,
0: I, I've said this to you. They might as well just sim the rest of the SEC season and just get us to that game. Mm-hmm. What's the point of any of it? You know what? I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick. And this one hurts me. Uh, and he didn't have a bad game particularly this week. I, I put John Mechie. I know he had the touchdown. It was a nice catch. I love him, but he, I just feel like he hasn't been great hasn't. this year. He hasn't
1: made he hasn't made, he hasn't made a step up at all. Very like, quiet,
0: yeah. And Williams has been better than him. I think that's fair to say. And um, yeah, like I feel like some people I've seen pegging him. Like I, I don't know, people might be just doing victory laps, but saying, "Oh, he was never really a wide receiver one." Blah 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 kind of guy. It's like I don't think anyone thought he was you know some special wide receiver one. But uh, I think both of us thought like a day two. Uh, type of dude that you come in and he's a solid way wide receiver lower too. On him than you. Okay, you were, but you, did you have a day two grade or, or like a fourth on him?
1: No. What'd you have? A check grade. A check. Okay. grade. Now. Yeah. No, I think I had a third. Uh, yeah. Day three grade Nelson Aguilar comp.
0: Okay, so the best wide receiver two in the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, no, he he has not elevated himself at all, and uh, yeah. Um. Notre Dame center Jarrett Patterson was a guy some people mm-hmm. pegged as a potential top 100 guy. And obviously the history, that, like in recent history, Notre Dame's turned out offensive linemen. This year their offensive line's horrible. horrible. Uh, and he's kind of the only guy. I talked about Kane Madden last week. Yeah. His defense, he transferred up from Marshall. Jarrett Patterson was the only guy who I think uh, was expected to absolutely be that next Notre Dame offensive lineman. And he he was not very good against Cincinnati. Uh, he wasn't the worst of the offensive line because he's surrounded by worse offensive linemen, but he did not play very well.
0: Uh, yeah, no, agree. Okay, let me do a quick one. Uh, Talua, I put here because he was absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but okay,
1: doesn't count. He's not he's not a real prospect.
0: I don't know. He's got some love, but yeah. I'm, I'm hold on. Uh, did you watch the the Wolfpack, Boise State game?
1: Uh, I, I've got Carson Strong somewhere. If that's what you're asking.
0: Okay, where'd you put him? I I, I put him here, but just because I wanted
1: to talk about him. I put him for a small school guy who caught my eye, just because I wanted to talk about him.
0: Okay, let's let's let's. Do you want to save him
1: or do you want to talk about him now? I we talk about him now. Um. Okay, so he, the quarterback group's been so bad. Yeah. That like him not being great, but yep. not being horrible puts you in a weird spot with him that's kind of my takeaway like he wasn't horrible against boise state they obviously hung 40 they won in on the smurf turf he did what he needed to do uh but he's not the reason they won
0: i I agree total towel was baby uh more than that (laughs) i mentioned him for small school guy but we'll get that out of the way yeah no i I agree like was he bad no not at all i just didn't think he was yeah anything special and like you said he's not actually sliding because the rest of the group is shit but no yeah go ahead
1: he didn't play, like, a guy who's going to be a first-round pick, though.
0: No, I, I thought he was holding on to the football way too long. Like, a lot of the game, he, he took four sacks. Uh, hey, the new pride of Alberta, uh, ba- Bagna, for our boys State got him three times. That was impressive, sophomore. Um, the it's, touchdown, yeah, go ahead.
1: And so, and it's kind of the same thing coming to that Kansas State game. Like, their, their biggest games this year, they've played a lot of big games for a Nevada program like yeah they played cal they played kansas state and they played boise state he hasn't been bad in them but he hasn't looked like what you expect a first round pick to look like and exactly. the, like they they still have fresno state they still have um they still have san jose state and they still have san diego state which mm-hmm. are all big obviously mountain west games but i don't know he, though, he's had three chances to really lock himself in in a quarterback class that's disappointed and he he hasn't disappointed, but he hasn't locked himself in. That's kind of the take.
0: By the way, let me say I think San Diego State is the is the trick out of those three for some reason. Uh, but yeah, like the like the touchdown back shoulder uh, goal line fade, good throw. Um, you know, he just slung it away from the DB outside of Cole Turner's frame. Uh, just trusted Cole Turner to get it. Was a really nice grab. I think it was a better catch than a, than a throw, but it was a good throw. Uh, he had that one like thirty nine yard uh, nice touch throw, but it wasn't like that special like. Like yeah, like we said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't a wowing performance. But he doesn't really need to wow right now with the rest of this class. He can keep doing this week in week out and be a first round pick. Um, but yeah, it almost it's almost I don't know. Like I I'd really I think we both had really high expectations for the Nevada team, and it's not like they're not winning. Um, it's but it's almost worse for them that like they got the big games in the, in the front of the schedule. Not that we didn't know that was coming, because um, I almost feel like it's just gonna take a little bit. To just kind of get the wheels under them. And Strong's gonna have more impressive games as we get
1: f- further on, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: hope at least. Yeah. Um going to prospect to made me look stupid, uh, and sticking in that Georgia Arkansas game. Jamari Salyer? Salier, their left tackle. Yeah. A guy who I who who's a big recruit, had hype over the summer, didn't love him. I thought, although i still like I think he's a guard still, he he was just he was part of the reason Trey Williams didn't show up and was freaking yeah. washed away in the run game. He was moving dudes like they were nothing in the run game. I think if you if you really break it down, he still had some issues in pass protection. But as a guard, I think he's he's a potential top 100 guy.
0: No, I think that's fair. He's been really good this year. And uh, I, I didn't put him anywhere, but he was definitely worth mentioning. Um, made me look stupid. Uh, you, you were low on Mechie. I was too low on Johan Dotson. I... I had him like I think where you had Mechie and um, in the summer. And uh, I got to give you credit. You're right because he's clearly a. I, I think McChee's got him or, or Kuyper's got him wide receiver one right now. Eight catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns uh, Saturday night against Indiana. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's been so, he's been so so good. And I uh, I like Dom. I
1: like Dom. Prospect prospect matchup. I went with Kentucky O line versus the Florida D line. Um, where I don't think there was a clear loser or winner or anything. It was just a good, like, Bretton Cox Jr. and Zachary Carter against Dare Rosenthal and Darian Canard. Um, yeah. I don't think Rosenthal and Canard played amazing or anything, and and I don't think Cox or Carter really dominated them, though. <laughs> uh, it was just a fun watching a bunch of NFL talent go at each other.
0: No, it definitely was, and I agree. Like It's like none of them really stood out, but it was entertaining. I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> Uh, I went with a, a funky one here. I went because I, I watched most of this game. Uh, pouring rain in West Lafayette. David Bell versus Chris Altman Bell. The battle of the Bells, the Big Ten Bells. Altman uh, Bell didn't have a monster game. He only had two catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, but his touchdown was so awesome that I wanted to bring it up. It was just a deep ball. Uh, had to track it to his outside, uh, adjust it last second in tight, tight, tight coverage. Snagged it in the pouring rain. I thought it was sweet. David Bell, um, six catches a buck twenty. He was just so consistently good, and I, I think he's become super underrated, just because no one's watching Purdue games. And Except he's for just you. he's just so <laughs> he's just so well rounded, and he's legit. I, David Bell's really good. I just don't want anyone to forget about him.
1: I already mentioned both my outplayed the box score Matt Corral and my Jay Sanders.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, I uh, went well, back to the easy pick here. Aiden Hutchinson, who uh, kicked Wisconsin's ass uh, all day long. Only had three tackles and a half TFL to show for it. I don't know. I don't know when he wasn't winning. Um, basically, like he, he had a sack on a double team that he, that he just kind of kicked their ass. He didn't get credit for it. Super stout. I think he's been so stout against the run, just setting the edge so well this year. I thought he could have been a defensive prospect of the week. Uh, I gave it to Sauce because he had the flashier game. But Hutchinson's been... So good. So, so good. And if I can flip this to out of nowhere prospect, I'll flip to the oh, other. Oh, I st-
1: missed that. I was just wondering. I was sitting here. I was like, I haven't mentioned Devontae White at Georgia yet. Where is he in my notes? Then I realized I just skipped over out of nowhere prospect.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it. I had a nice transition because my out of nowhere prospect I got too. Uh, but one is the guy opposite of Aiden Hutchison, who I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. David Ojabo, the other Michigan edge, 6'5", 250. He's from Scotland, the Loch Ness Monster, I call him. Um, he had the flashier game. Seven tackles, two and a half sacks. Also, just beating Wisconsin's offensive line's ass in pass rush. Uh, had a sack early in the game, just looking explosive off the line. Uh, then he had the strip sack late, where a little dip uh, just separated Wolf from the ball. Uh, Ojabo's come along, man. He's looking legit
1: week in, week out now. My out, out of are both Georgia boys. Devontae Wyatt, who J- Jalen Carter, big recruit. Jordan Davis, everyone knows him. Yeah. Devontae White's like kind of like the the senior who's less talked about, but he he was just another guy who's dominating that Arkansas front. Uh, he had a, a sack and a half, and he, he looks like a, a, a senior bowl guy, and he's been awesome this year. Um, I don't know where they're getting all these guys. They're probably just all massive recruits. But yeah, 6'3, <laughs> 315, and looked at, uh, both. Like, powerful but agile. I, I don't know. I liked what I saw. And then their the third-string running back, Kenny McIntosh, who had a 27-yard catch and 57 on the ground. I Like, I don't think by, like, they. it seems like they always have a more old-school back and kind of a more agile pass-catchy guy, which it's Zamir White, and James Cook now. But Kenny McIntosh, 6'1", 210, high cut. I think he's going to be that that uh, that kind of that pass catcher next year with Kendall Milton, who's the big recruit, uh, who's just a true sophomore right now, as the more old-school true RB1. But yeah, McIntosh, a guy to, to watch for next year. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Big
0: Ten on the Friday night. Uh, Din Belton, the Iowa cornerback, I thought was really impressive. Uh, had a tackle, had a pick. Interception was just a great break on the ball. Um, 6'1", 205, it's kind of long, but... Use his size well, moves well, like pretty fluid. I just thought he was locked solid in coverage against uh, Maryland. They got a lot of corners at Iowa
1: all of a sudden. Defense is good, yeah. Um, Okay, I overhyped. I went with Josh Job, the Alabama corner, because I didn't think he played, like, okay, the Alabama won pretty easily. But he did not look very good against Old Miss. And that's a guy who at one point in time, I don't know if the hype's still there, but – it just stood out to me that he he was the guy getting picked on on that Alabama defense.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And funny enough, I went with an Alabama player who did play well. I, <laughs> I went with Brian Robinson, like thirty six carries, one hundred seventy one yards, four touchdowns. You don't really see the hype from the young draft Twitter folk, but like that old school, you know, the 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 old guard draft people and the big media people, they've been hyping up Robinson like pretty quietly all year and. He's a good back. He's a good back. Uh, he was a horse against Ole Miss, but like, I don't know. Were you overly impressed?
1: No, because I thought it was more the offensive line than him.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think he's like the least inspiring Bama RB one in a long time. And like, I'm not saying he's a bad back. I think he's drafted bull for sure. But he's a day three guy that I think. Yeah, like you call him TJ L- Yeldon. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I don't. I don't think we should talk. Get get. You know, get the talk going too crazy.
1: A uh, prospect who popped on the scene.
0: Yeah, okay. So I know he's been at TCU for a year, but I want to give J.D. Spielman the, the shout-out because this was kind of his first waking-up game and a player we like for multiple years now. Two catches, 36 yards, a touchdown, looked explosive. Uh, also had a huge kick return for 87 yards. That uh, that was pretty awesome. And missing the whole year, basically, last year, I think he'll play in the first two or three games. Uh, I believe a knee injury sent him out. Kind of just nice to see Spielman starting to get his
1: footing finally and making some noise there in, in the Big 12. I'm going to go with a guy whose team lost, but I think he might be the best prospect on, at, at his school, and that's Tariq Stevenson at Miami, who spent two years at Georgia, was a former top 50 national recruit, um, transferred to Miami, is a six foot two fourteen Swiss Army Knife DB who can play safety, can play nickel. I thought he was the best player on the field for Miami against Virginia. Yeah, he's kind of been like the lone bright spot. I I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, it, which it's hilarious that a backup Georgia DB is the best player at Miami already. Um, <laughs> but big, physical, and twitchy for a bigger nickel. I don't – I think uh, he's an intre- he's like he's – I think he's far more athletic than Bubba Bolden.
0: I love Bubba. Who doesn't love Bubba? I know you do. Uh, uh, and
1: then my small school guy was already Carson Strong, so I've hit everything.
0: Okay, yeah. So I mentioned I got Ed Toa Tawa, uh, who I love. I love Toa Tawa. He a big game. Do. 12 carries, under 24 yards, lines. two touchdowns. I love Vi too, yeah. I loved Vi and Cap at Nevada so much. Also caught the ball a lot. He can catch the ball well. I I think there's something to Toa Tawa. But uh, my main guy here, I put Khalil Shakir again, who uh, didn't have the biggest statistical game for him. Four catches, 70 yards, a touchdown. But had like a huge punt return. It was only 40 yards, but it was just huge because it put him in – like right in the in red zone, um, and then his touchdown catch was insane. Where he was diving backwards, just stuck one hand out there, uh, got it, held on to it like through the bobble through the ground. Uh, pretty ridiculous. I thought Shakir. Like every week, he, he does something really impressive.
1: Uh, yes, he does. Uh, that catch was insane. Um, just a reminder: download Spotify Greenroom free in the I.O. App Store iOS App Store, Iowa App Store, um, and you know, follow all the people you want to follow, and tune in and find out when people go live, and that's that. And okay, AJ, I went two and three last week. Not great for me. Uh, also
0: went two and three. Archie and um, Ole Miss cost us both. It's uh, it was tough. Uh, what do you do? You got your season record. I'm ten and ten, which I'm I'm kind of proud to not be sub five hundred. So. I'm yeah. 13 and
1: 7.
0: Good work. I know. You've been doing good. That's why I wanted to ask for the record. So I know you've been doing good. Until I went
1: 2 and 3. I put too much faith in Arkansas. Don't worry. I'm doing it again. Because I'm oh. starting off with 12 p.m. on ESPN. Number 13, Arkansas. Heading to Oxford at number 17, Ole Miss. The The Pig Suey backs are, are plus 6. Yes, please. Pig Suey away. Revenge game. Um, One one massive takeaway from that Arkansas-Georgia loss was how undisciplined Arkansas was. They were getting penalized constantly. Uh, I I think they Sam Pittman puts them in their place. They slow this game down. I think they're a more physical football team than yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, obviously, a much faster and spread it out team. It's going to come down to... Um, I, uh, obviously, it's going to come down to... Who who's got the better matchup um, on defense to, to hold with the other? I just I believe in, in this uh, Arkansas defense. I love them. I don't think I don't think that Ole Miss offensive line is going to be able to block these boys who are playing pissed off because they got dominated by Georgia.
0: I am also taking the Razorbacks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like Georgia's a bad matchup for them because Arkansas is big and physical, but Georgia's bigger and more physical. So, but when they match up against a team like Ole Miss, who's, who's not as big and not as physical, I think that favors Arc. And they're getting points. Uh, I was rolling the Hogs. I learned my lesson after picking against them against Texas. So I, I, this is just a speed bump. I'm rolling the Hogs still.
1: Okay. 12, ABC, Red River Shootout, number 6 Oklahoma versus number 21 Texas in Dallas, Texas. Sooners are three and a half point favorites. Oklahoma hasn't looked great. They're narrowly beating everyone. Texas seems to have kind of found its groove with Casey Thompson at quarterback. I'm assuming you're also picking this game. Who are you taking?
0: Yeah, um, I feel like this is like the least excited I've been for a Red River game in a while. You know, Oklahoma's still good. It's just Oklahoma's not covering against anyone. I know it's only three and a half points, but... I'm taking the Longhorns. I'm taking the Longhorns. Casey Thompson didn't look particularly good against TCU, but he's been good. Um, I, Texas got the best player in the game, Bijan John Robinson. And when you're getting points, I'm not going to bet against them, especially when Oklahoma hasn't been special. I think this is going to be a close game. I think that 3.5 is going to be real in play. Oklahoma might win. Maybe this is a field goal game. Maybe this is an instant classic Red River game. I hope it is. Um, but give me those points. I'm going to take Texas.
1: I'll be taking Oklahoma because... The best quarterback in this game is at Oklahoma. His name's Caleb Williams. The reins are going to be <laughs> handed to him at halftime. He's going to lead the Sooners. Spencer Rowler's going to transfer to Arizona and play for Jed Fish. Um, <laughs> now, I am going to take Oklahoma. I've got to believe that they find some sort of groove eventually on offense with Lincoln Riley and all that talent. Uh, I think Texas is fraud. Like, I think they're a fraudulent team. I don't believe them. I, I believe in Bijan Robinson. But I don't believe in them yet. I don't think there's enough dogs there to, to compete in a shootout style game with Oklahoma. Um,
0: shootout? Oklahoma we'll doesn't much. even score a lot. <laughs> Just call the Red River shootout. Yeah, he, I don't.
1: Caleb Williams is coming. Okay, in
0: there, oh, sorry. Maybe. Caleb Williams. So, so they got, what, eight, uh, 10 points at halftime? And then Caleb Williams puts yeah, 40 so in the second half? They'll,
1: they'll be down 21 10 to Texas at half. Caleb Williams will come out in the second half. Oklahoma wins 42. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Thirty-seven. I don't know if that makes sense. Forty-two would have made 7 sense. to twenty-four. Okay, forty-seven
0: to twenty-four. Uh, I am gonna, um, gonna say. I am gonna say Oklahoma
1: wins. Uh, 28-27. Cameron Dicker, the kicker, misses a game-winning field. Dicker, football. the kicker, misses the game-winning field again. Yeah. Uh, Three thirty, CBS. The SEC game of the week, number two Georgia at number eighteen, Frauburn. Get it? Because fraud. Uh, Bulldogs are 14 and a half road favorites. I, I don't know how you would. Auburn is. Auburn's like falling into wins. I don't know what's going on there, but Georgia's yeah. going to roll them.
0: Yeah. Their first one in death Valley in what's it's 1960 or something insane like that. Um, yeah, go dogs. They're going to roll them. They're, they're going to roll them
1: big time. I don't again,
0: just sim until what's we get Alabama. he going to
1: do when he's got Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. And Devontae Wyatt and Adam Anderson all breathing Nicoby Dean all breathing down his neck. What's Bonex gonna do? Nothing. Throw picks to Darian Kendrick, yeah. <laughs> four PM Fox, number four Penn State, at number three Iowa. I think pretty obviously the most uh interesting game of the week. Cause this is really at this point for a playoff spot. It's so weird, number three versus number four.
0: But it's like a weird matchup and it's not like getting like that much hype, you know what I mean? It's yeah, funny. but
1: at least we'll have Gus and Joel on the call.
0: No, it's sick. I love this. I'm excited. Uh, minus two at home at Kinnick? I'm taking the yeah, Hawkeyes. I, I
1: I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Hawkeyes too because they've proven to have one of the most dominant defenses in the country. Yeah. Uh, off Offensively, they don't have much of an identity, but neither does Penn State. No. Iowa's defense is the best unit in this game. Tyler Goodson's the best running back in this game. I mean, Jahan Dotson's the best receiver in this game, but the quarterbacks both suck. Uh, And the DBs are great for Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, and I I like the, like, Iowa's offensive line hasn't been dominant, but Tyler Linderbaum has been. And I I like that a little bit more than Penn State. I I think, like, a 17-13 Iowa win. So,
0: okay, (laughs) I was going to ask you, I don't know if you saw the total, but do you want to guess what it was?
1: It, I think I saw Was it like 41 and a half?
0: 41 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like
1: <laughs> hilarious, but <laughs> like accurate. Yeah. Alternatively, I think like Oklahoma, Texas was like 66. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, we, we matched on four. I, I'm sure you don't have my last one. So I want to go here. Uh, noon big 10 network, Michigan state minus five going to Piscataway, taking on the Scarlet Knights. Um, <laughs> This is my bonus game. I'm gonna I wanna take I'm gonna take Michigan State. I, I think five points, they're playing good ball. Uh, Rutgers is always tough, but uh five points, a touchdown. I, I feel like the the Spartans. Spartans are better than Knights, right? I think so. They, they they're
1: covered so. by a touchdown. But New Jersey's better than Michigan. But that I can't disagree with. Um, okay, my I, I like to my, my fool around game, I like to go G five usually. So I am and I couldn't believe I was just gonna pick this game because I, I I like the players in it, but I couldn't believe this line: five and 0 UTSA, three and a half point dogs at one and four Western Kentucky. Give me give me the Roadrunners, Frank Harris, sincere McCormick, who just get like being run into the ground to win games. <laughs> uh, Western Kentucky got your boy Bailey app, whose got, arms um, falling off trying to win games. <laughs> yeah, like. It's one team just going to run the ball forty times. The other's going to throw it sixty. I love this game. It's on 7, seven p.m. on Stadium. I plan to watch it. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. Give me the Roadrunners plus three and a half.
0: Fuck! I wish that was a like a Friday night special. I know. Is it's such a fun weird game? That's a good line though. But yeah, Western Kentucky's like
1: they're they're losing, but they're not playing poorly at all. Like zappi has been no good. Ba- Bailey Zapp's like second in the country in yards and touchdowns. And they've got the, the 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 leading receivers. The other guy, the one of the three receivers from Houston Baptist, who transferred with them. Right. Watch
0: out, Bailey Zappi's the the senior quarterback that's going to go to the Senior ball and uh, and a marriage. This game,
1: this game is uh, a battle for old school run the ball and new school throw the ball. In my opinion, I like how it's this the is the game, game we've
0: the we like previewed the most.
1: <laughs> it's, it's well, it's my favorite game on paper, at least.
0: Um. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Penn State and I was a lot of fun. I don't know. I think that's going to be a cool game. I'm excited.